Yeah, they're going. Am I, are, are we in frame? We good? Okay. Okay, well. Should I scoot down a little bit? Can you flip the screen? Producer Cat? How's uh, it's this? Good enough. Is this better? No, it's the problem is my microphone. Well, I can get taller. That's as low as it goes. Jondi can't get taller. She's already done growing. <laughs> I'm just too short. Hi, 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 501st. You guys can come on in if you want. Yeah, I don't think so, Google searches really can raise you. Um, yeah, Jondi, why don't you go ahead and sit in that one? I, I would feel like I'm sitting in a high chair. Yeah, so. that's what I want. That no. way everybody can see you. Everybody in the back row can see you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass. Okay. Thank you, producer. There goes our producer. She's leaving. <laughs> yeah, it's a hard pass. So that was our producer, Kat. Yeah. So when the producer thank you guys. leaves, it's no good. Yeah. So thank you guys for coming to Podcast Schmodcast. Um, uh, I named that because I'm very bad at, t at naming things. Yeah. Okay. So. so I recognize a few of you. How many, <laughs> how many of you have listened to our podcast before? Yay. How many of you have never listened to a podcast ever? Okay, what are you doing in this panel then? So you guys are interested in podcasts in general? Are you guys curious about what a podcast is? The door was well, open. that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. That's a good yeah, excuse. I'll, I will allow it. Is there, because I'm not sure there's air conditioning anywhere in this building. Is oh. it? Okay. Well, that's okay because we're going to introduce you then to the wonderful, wonderful world of podcasts. Well, I don't know. If I don't it's know wonderful. about wonderful. I don't make us sound like we're better than we are. So, podcasting for those of you. Wait, are you we guys... should introduce ourselves, Jondi. You shouldn't just jump into it. Okay, my name's Jondi, and we are Eat Chit and Dice. This and I'm is Jared. Jared. <laughs> I'm the better half of Eat Chit and Dice. Ooh. Hey, more people are coming in. Hello, more people that we Hi, also know. Hey, we know these people. It's people we know. They have listened to our podcast, I think. Yes? Yeah. Yay. Hey, that pumpkin bread was really good. <laughs> I didn't get pumpkin bread. Uh, no, you didn't. Yes. Uh, I went to her place of employ. Okay. Hey, so sometimes my we mom talk about for me and my brother. As your as your finance. So we talk about board games and sometimes we talk about food. Yes, like pumpkin bread. <laughs> so, um, how many of you guys play board games? Fantastic. How many of you eat food? Oh no, come on. I should you see guys, every hand. Every come we on. should see every hand go up for eating food. You decided to stop, <laughs> decided to stop <laughs> eating food. You know, I've I read that a human can subsist off just water. Or if you're in a cult, just Belief. Belief that you don't need water. <laughs> yes. So is everybody here aware of what podcasts are? No? Okay. okay, there's a no. Okay, so podcasts are kind of like radio shows, only you don't have to listen. You can download them on the internet, listen to them anytime you want. You can use your phone or uh, the namesake of the, of the phenomenon, I guess, uh, an iPod. Uh, originally, you were you know you could download them and just put them on your iPod and listen to them on the metro. Is that things that people do? Do we have a metro? We don't have a metro here. The bus. The bus. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So you can listen to them anytime you want. You can use your computer. I mean, 
to pretty much any device you want. Um, so podcasts have become pretty popular. You can find them pretty much on any topic you're interested in. Um, ours just happens to be board games and sometimes, sometimes food. food. Sometimes food. Because a lot of people, when they sit down and play board games, like to eat um, food. Although we don't recommend eating Cheetos no, when no, you no. play board games because it will seriously mess up your board games. Uh, I would say no Cheetos and no pizza, even though there's a pizza. Even though there's a big pizza in our logo. That's kind of, you know, we'll, we'll pretend that that's not there. <laughs> Although it does happen a lot. People like to... Yes, with, with lids. Caps. Yeah. Drinks with lids. You don't want to spill drinks all over your board game. but um, I saw somebody spill... I was at the USAopoly booth at Gen Con, and people were demoing Codenames Disney. And this guy just went to grab his drink, and the cap wasn't on, and it just went all over the game. Oh, so Gen Con, for those of you that don't know, is one of, one of if not the... It is North America's longest-running and largest board game convention. Not the largest in the world, because there is one larger in Essen, Germany. But it, it happens right here in Indiana, up in Indianapolis, and it was just last, last week. So those of us that went are, are a little bit conventioned out, but we're really happy to be here anyway. So we're fresh off of the uh, giant board game uh, convention circuit and happy to be here talking about board games. Yep. 60,000 yeah, 60, people. And, did, uh, they did they release the uh, final numbers yet? They did. I, I mean, I didn't see. Uh, they said like 237,000. Turnstile, yeah. But they didn't, I didn't notice the thing, but I think that. Anyway, uh, this year was the first year that Gen Con sold out for a reason that I'm not supposed to talk about because I'm not supposed to know about it. So, <laughs> and I'm recording, so I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> he does this kind of thing all the time. Yeah, I'll cut all this out. Okay, so um, we've established what a podcast is. We've established that we're recording. We're also um, streaming live to th that camera right there. <laughs> to that camera. <laughs> so this is going to be on our YouTube channel. Uh, we'll hand out business cards and stuff so you guys can go back if you want. If for some reason you need to relive this moment. Because <laughs> it's so exciting and all. So, um, yes, yes. If you'd like to be like, oh, my gosh, you guys, we went to this. Oh, you wouldn't believe it. You just have to watch it to believe it. Right. Then it'll be there. So um, for the, since a lot of you are new to, um, you guys, most of you said you like board games. So thought we would ask some of you what your favorite board games are. So, I know you play a lot of board games, so let's, let's start with you. Like, what are some of your favorite board games? Um, right now, uh, our family likes Stone Age. Stone Age, very yeah. Very uh, like Cthulhu Wars. Uh, yes, and you guys bought all of Cthulhu, Cthulhu Wars. You have to like it because you, you invested some money in that, so... I'm sorry, I didn't bring a uh, like an audience mic or anything, so... And uh, Baseball Highlights 2045, not many people know that one. It's a little deck builder. Yeah, uh, the mechanic of trading out your team uh, to upgrade your team And we can explain what all these... We're, if you have no idea what any of these things mean... Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yes. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, so a worker placement game, you have a pool of, of workers, and you can place them out on the board to have them do various actions. Usually people have a shared uh, shared action board so you can send your guys out. Uh, Stone Age specifically is set in caveman times and you can send your people to uh, cut down wood. You can send them to, there's, there's a hut 
that you can use. You can send two villagers to the hut to make more villagers. Don't ask me how that works. That's not what we're here to discuss. You can have them go fish and hunt. Uh, it's, pretty, it's a pretty fun little game. It's a nice little, oh, bye. Bye, producer cat's leaving for her haircut. <laughs> uh, it's a nice little game. It's, it's, is it back in print right now? I think it is. It's been out of print for a while. So yeah, you should definitely check it out. And maybe we'll have a demo copy at some point, but we don't have one right now. Cthulhu Wars, on the other hand, is the complete opposite side of easy intro game. <laughs> Think risk, but not necessarily more complicated, but more complicated. <laughs> right. Yes, if you've ever read any of the H.P. Lovecraft books. It's, it's quite a game. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. There's yeah, some games you that I've played that, are, that make Risk look like baby's first game. So, you guys play board games? So what kind of games do you like? Arkham Horror, yes. It's another Cthulhu yes. game. Yes, yes. Uh, that one's... I don't know what kind of game you'd call that. Reverse area control. There's, there's, survival. <laughs> there are crazy monsters that come out of portals. You have to fight the monsters. You have to close the portals. But fighting the monsters isn't necessarily something that you should do because they're scary. So they're real scary that, monsters. Is that new Buffy board game? Is that's that's kind yeah, of Arkham the, Horror? Yeah, the Jasko and Lynn Vander. Yeah. Buffy the Vampire game. It's it's. That's a lot of people say that's kind of like or Arkham Horror with a Buffy yeah, theme to yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So if you like Arkham, so if you, Horror, like, you like Arkham Buffy. Horror and if you like Buffy, there is a game that's kind of like Arkham Horror with a Buffy theme. So. And it has event cards that are straight out of the episode. So there's one event card where it's a musical episode, and you have to sing all of your actions. Yeah, I've heard. <laughs> I've heard that that's Really great. Thing. <laughs> yeah. As soon as I heard that, I was like, nope, nope, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Johnny I did. was in like quiet. Yeah, but I don't want to sing in my board games. I know, I was. I was I was a singer. And I still can't, but I don't want to sing in my board games. Um, nope. Yeah, that's not, that's not, not, not doing that. So do you like to play board games? Yeah. What do you like to play? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. fluxes are fun. Oh, mm -hmm. our executive producer. Magazine. Our executive producer would be into that. Jeremy would be into that? No, I didn't come with that. Okay, so reverse, reverse Monopoly. Okay. And then one of the Castle Panic is one of my favorites. That is a great game. I really game. like. Yeah, you like you like Star Trek Panic because you're more into Star Trek. Yeah, I'm I'm a super into sci-fi stuff. Star so Trek I do Panic like, I think is way harder. It is. Every time I played it, the stupid shit blows up like every <laughs> single time. But <laughs> yep, but it's really fun. I like it. So. Uh, Castle Panic. If you've never played Castle Panic, it's uh, it's technically a tower defense game. So you have a castle that's in the middle of the board. And enemies come from around this ring, and they advance towards you, and you have to play cards like archers and knights to kill the monsters. But in you the get to work together. Ranges. So yes, it's cooperative. It's completely cooperative. But the person that kills the most becomes king of the castle. So there's always someone trying. I mean, it's cooperative. Who cares if you win? If you yeah, as long as you have fun. <laughs> All right. How about you? I know you like role playing games a lot. 
fifth edition Dungeons Dragons. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're finally going to make it out. We're all like so super powerful now. My character is like level 12 at this point. She can smell you by looking at you. Um, level 12? Like, um, I'm, I'm kind of obsessed right now with King of Tokyo. Yeah, King of Tokyo is fun. And uh, I think my favorite board game of all time is the Firefly board game. I have a very good friend that has like Oof. every expansion pack except the one that just came out. Where do you find room to play that? It's such a big game. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she has a huge dining room table, but she has so many expansion packs now that it doesn't all fit on her table. Yeah, um, that's the problem that I have. I have She all needs of it, the broken token organizer because have no it, room it, for it Okay, so there's a broken token organizer that you can actually use to hold all the cards and play out of it and actually saves a lot of space. Yeah, so it's a wooden it's a big wooden box that you can use for storage for the game, but also if you tip it up it, the cards are like slanted, so you can just draw them straight out of the. It's of the not box. cheap to get the organizer, it but it is worth it. It's one hundred and twenty dollars. <laughs> it I is worth gonna it. I was going to buy it at Gen Con, and I was told I wasn't allowed to. It's really. It's, it's not. not. And I'm told that if you have everything and you guys and you play the game at least semi regularly. It's worth it, and it's a sa it's a space saver. And you basically can you take everything out, and half the game's already set up. So King of Tokyo is basically Yahtzee, but with monsters like Godzilla. I mean, legally distinct, but Godzilla and like King yeah. Kong. And, and it's kind of like, like that. a press your luck dice game. Like you roll and yeah. decide if you want to keep going. But it's very much like Yahtzee, I think. Yahtzee with monsters, and Firefly. There's not a way for me to there's not to describe that. It's the Firefly TV show, but as a board game. I mean, there's yeah. nothing else you can say about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, pick up and deliver. You have to, like, you have to go to planets. You have to get missions. Take jobs. Take jobs. Uh, you know, you'll, you'll pick up cargo at one planet, carry it to another one. You can take legal jobs or not legal jobs. You can smuggle some stuff. And there's beavers that come out. Yes, yes. And yeah. the, uh, the, the galactic police force uh what are they called the alliance it's just the alliance i was trying to ham that up a little bit but yeah the alliance cruisers can come and arrest you if you're doing we illegal should warn jobs. you that we are filming this yes john there's a camera there okay <laughs> yes okay, okay question okay okay uh-huh Uh-huh. Usually right, so the, hold on, Johnny. We have to we have to repeat the question. So the question was if you're buying everything, everything possible for a board game, what the average investment would be. Is that is that is that the question? Is that correct? Okay. Now you can answer, Johnny. So for most <laughs> board games, um, it, I mean it depends on the board game, but most board games it's just gonna be the single investment for the board game. Um, so anywhere from 20 bucks up to, depending on the game, 50 I mean, or 60. Are, yeah. 50, 40, 50 is the average It's the average games. amount for most games. I mean, some games can get expensive. There's a few out there that can be as much as 80 bucks, but they, those are fairly rare, I would say. Um, and there are some games out there, like there are some comic book themed games out there. Yes. Sentinels that, of the Multiverse. And Legendary. Legendary. And those come out with a lot of expansions. The DC deck building game. Um, 
that when those expansions come out and you want to, if you want to own all of them, just like with comic books, um, if you keep buying them year, year after year, when you want to own all of them, you're looking at several hundred dollars over several years. Now, I mean, there are some games like Magic the Gathering where it's just a money pit. Yeah. You'll buy your starter deck <laughs> and then, you know, $5 here, $5 there, and you'll end up, you'll have spent thousands of dollars and still not have everything that you need to, to be good at the game. But, but yes, yes. yes. <laughs> when, did, when did the board game craze start? Um, I would say the modern, the, the modern golden era of board games that we're in right now began in 1995 with the release of Settlers of Catan. Um, that it really took the idea of what board games could do and just went way over there. Uh, it, to most people, that was their first introduction to modern, big, hefty board games. Now, I mean, this was I think 22 kind of years ago. So, I mean, we've been in this golden era of board games for a while. I would say the more recent renaissance, which I'm just making up terminology here. Um, <laughs> I would say around 2011 when Kickstarter.com started because that let any, any Joe Schmo off the street to say, hey, I have an idea for a board game. I would like to essentially pre-sell you the game now. You give me the money now, and when it's ready, I will ship you a copy of the game. So e any idiot can make a board game now. Uh, some board games that have been on Kickstarter, not so good, but by and large, most of the great games of the modern era have come from just people saying, I have an idea, this publisher won't listen to me because I'm nobody. And this guy would know he has backed over 800 Kickstarters. <laughs> I have definitely purchased a lot of board games. He has. <laughs> he has. Um, I think at last count, adding up the ones he's bought since then, he ha he owns over 1,800 board games. Wow. So this man alone has supported the board game industry a lot. I, I don't know about alone, but... So we should talk a little bit about both of our backgrounds in the board oh, game sure. industry. Sure. So, I mean, we, we just, let's start from the very beginning. So I have a degree in telecommunications, radio, and television, which is why I have all this crap sitting around. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have a radio degree. So, you know, you end up acquiring equipment throughout your, not career, but like, oh, man, I want this audio board. I'm going to buy this audio board because it's a cool audio board. So that's how we ended up actually doing this. Um, I just was like, John D, I'm not doing anything with my degree because I'm working in IT and at retail. And I don't want to not do things with the cool toys that I'm buying. Yeah. Meanwhile, um, John D. I have a degree in journalism and communications. And I actually work in and around the board game industry. So I actually have some knowledge in this stuff. I've been working in the board game industry for about 10 years. Um, I've worked for small board game companies. Um, for those of you that are familiar with board game companies, I've worked for Mayday Games. I've worked for Japanime Games, and I currently work with Upper Deck Entertainment. Um, they make some comic book-themed games called Legendary. Um, they just came out with Buffy the Vampire Slayer Legendary. Um, they just came out with a game called Shark Island. Um, this is Legally kind of distinct, but... Kind if of like you've Jaws. Watched the movie Jaws. It's not Jaws, <laughs> it's but not. it's basically Jaws. Um, so I've worked with a lot of. Um, I actually also am a contract worker, or actually kind of am on the payroll now for Mayday Games. So I've been working around the board game industry for on and off for like ten years. So we kind of put both of our knowledge with the board game industry together 
and started doing this podcast. I've, I've played an unhealthy amount of board games. And, <laughs> well, and we've established that he owns an unhealthy <laughs> amount. I only own about 300 games, which is still probably a lot more still than the a average lot. person It's definitely owns. still a lot. Um, they're mostly in my living room. Um, Let's, we could talk about, there's a shelf that Ikea makes that many people consider to be, it's not for board games, but it's for board games. All of the cubes, they're 13 inches by 13 inches, which will fit almost every standard. Yes, the, the Calyx. Previously, the Expedite, they retired that line and then made the Calyx, which is the exact same shelf, but the outside walls are slightly thinner and made of a slightly different wood. So, I mean, if, if for some reason you're near an Ikea and you need some board game shelves, they're pretty cheap, $89. I have, for, I have some uh, even cooler shelves yeah. in my living room. The coffin one that you had made? Yes, well, you so didn't have made, but... The way that I got in with Upper Deck Entertainment a few years ago, a company that I was a partial owner in called Ginger Ale Games, because I'm a ginger, and my partner was also a ginger, a, a game called Bring Out Your Dead. Um, they, it was published by Upper Deck Entertainment, and they did the whole booth in Bring Out Your Dead theme, and one of the things that they had was coffin-shaped shelves. When they were done with the promotions for that year, they said, hey, do you want these shelves? All you have to do is get back up to Indianapolis and pick up these shelves, and there was also a coffin-shaped table, and we were like, uh, yeah, we want these. So these coffin-shaped <laughs> shelves are in my living room, and... People always come over and they're like, "Whoa, those are really cool." I'm like, never "Yeah, said they're that. cool." I have never. You come haven't, over to your but house lots of like, other. Whoa! People. Well, you. She said it. Because <laughs> they are really cool. The table is no longer in my possession. My partner got the table. I was totally bummed. I wanted the table. Not her life partner. My my business partner from the company got it. So, I had no place to put it. Otherwise, I probably would have kept that as well. But it's really cool. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's not that cool. It's just a heavy table that's shaped like a coffin. I mean, let's not oversell it here. It's a picnic table that's shaped like a coffin. That yeah. Really it's cool, but it's not like... It not, was really cool. You're not going to look at it and be like, oh, my God, that's the coolest thing I've ever if seen If I would have had to place a place to keep it, it would have... It, like, if I, had a, if I had a gaming room, I would have kept that as my gaming table, but I had no place to keep it. John, have you ever listened to our podcast before? <laughs> he's a member of our gaming group, so he yes. plays games with us a lot. He hel he's actually helped us out uh, a couple of times with podcast-related stuff. And he has. I don't know if I've ever told him, but we super appreciate it. We do. <laughs> he is not a big fan of appearing on camera, and he even appeared on camera to run yeah. a game for us one time, and we super now, appreciated I kinda, it. Now, I didn't scam him, but no, it, took, was a deal. it took some convincing. <laughs> it, was, it was a deal. If I tell the story, I'm going to tell the story. Um, I'm going to tell the story the way that I want to tell it, and then I'll explain it. I bought him a Nintendo Switch, but really what happened was he was trying to sell this, um, I mean, it's a toy. It's a toy. He was trying to sell this toy. A really cool toy, though. Yes. It's a full-scale portal gun from the video game Portal. And he put it on eBay. Nobody was buying it. So I was like, oh, man, I really want that. I really want that. And I was like, all right, John, I've got, I've got the money on me right now. I can buy that. I'm going to give you that money. You go use it to buy a Nintendo Switch. But... But you have to play the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles board game with us on tabletop day on camera, which he's really good at running the Ninja Turtles game. He's amazing at running it. <laughs> and he did that all week at Gen Con. So, yay, John. <laughs> anyway, we're done embarrassing you. We're done embarrassing you. But he's a great guy. If you ever see him out on the street, just kind of be like, hey, man. Which, by the way, <laughs> I hope you're not too sick of running that because I still have to play it one more time for this year. You have to play it. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So oh, we, we should talk about ten by ten. I was getting ready to. So we yeah. do this thing every year. It's called uh, board game ten by ten. It means you pick. You, we have to pick, or anybody can do this. Yeah, anybody can do it. So you pick ten games that you commit to playing ten times throughout the year, and it's a way to encourage yourself to play games throughout the year. And because a lot of times you buy games and you might play them once and you, even if you really like them, but you might just play them once and then they don't get off your shelf. And it's almost like you've wasted the money, uh, even though, you know, you just don't get them off the shelf. Like, you I know. don't know what percentage of my games I've actually played. Yeah, most, we actually, most of the games that I own, I have played, just not necessarily my yeah, copy. We actually recently did an episode about games you buy and don't actually play. Because it's like. All right, so let's say they have a game, and I play their copy of the game. I'm like, oh, my God, I love this game. I really want to own it. And I go out and buy it and never play my copy. Yeah. So we did these board game 10x10s, and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game is on my 10x10, and I've got nine plays in. <laughs> so I need one more play, and then I've got those 10 plays knocked out. Um, some of my other games, I've only got one or I don't think I have any that I have zero plays in. Yeah. Uh, well, you can follow along with our progress on our website. Oh, thanks for coming, guys. Thanks. Um, and Troy's here. He's he's also he plays. He's games another with member us. of our gaming group back there. <laughs> I have nothing shameful to say about him. So. Uh. <laughs> he's actually been in a couple of our YouTube episodes as well. I believe when we played Sheriff of Nottingham. Yes, which is a bluffing game. Uh, essentially, if you're not familiar with it, you. It's a role-playing game. It's not a role-playing game, but every game, every game's a role-playing game. So, we actually have a T-shirt yes, that you can yes. buy. That we're, not, says, we're not hawking our wares. We're Robin. not. But so, if you're familiar with Robin Hood, you know that the sheriff basically shut down all commerce, took all the money, because the kingdom was corrupt. So, Sheriff of Nottingham, you are a merchant who is bringing in totally legal goods and not contraband at all. Not at all. Not at all. So you might be bringing in a couple bushels of apples or some chickens or uh, no crossbows. Definitely not any crossbows. Don't look in the bag, Sheriff. There's no crossbows in there. Not at so all. So essentially it's a bluffing game where, yeah, you're going to bring in some crossbows, <laughs> but you want to convince, through bribery sometimes, the current Sheriff not to look in your bag. It's a lot of fun. I really like it. It is really fun. It's a highly, really, it's a really highly, fun game. Actually, we have a copy of it in our library. Yes, there's a, we have a copy. If you can, uh, you guys around the corner there, if you'd like to try it out, we'll... Maybe play it with you. I don't know. I'm we really love playing Maybe not committing it. John D to something, but... I will totally play it. Yeah, I love great Sheriff of Nottingham. <laughs> I believe it's... Is it on either one of our 10? It's on my 10 It's on 10. your 10 mm -hmm. by 10 so he would definitely play it because he needs to knock some more plays out. Definitely. I think you've only played it like twice. Uh, two or three, yeah. yeah. So the year's not over yet. I, I have uh, until the clock turns to next year. Yeah. <laughs> I think... Did, did New Year's Eve count? Because we played it on New Year's Eve. Nope. Mm -hmm. Oh, I, if we played it after midnight, it counts. Well, we didn't, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm running out of things. Speaking of playing games with us, we, 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 we do like a couple of monthly board game monthly nights. Monthly events, yep. Um, we're going to start coming to the ones that the museum does. We just haven't done it. But that's just us as attendees. As far as organizing goes, um, we do one the... First Wednesday of every month. First, yeah, the first Wednesday of every month at Honeymoon uh, Coffee. Cafe. It's Honeymoon Cafe. Honeymoon. It's Honeymoon Coffee Company. Oh, yes. Honeymoon anyway, Coffee. it's uh, it's at the corner of Weinbach, Weinbach and Lincoln. Lincoln. It's 
right next to the the subway that is now a Chinese restaurant, Lincoln Garden. <laughs> it's by UV. Yeah, it's over by UV. And then the last Tuesday, no, yeah. Yes. The, the last Tuesday of the month, we do one at Boca Lounge, which is a bar. So if you're not, you know, if you're not into the bar scene, I don't blame you. I'm not into the bar scene either. But, but we do really like Boca. It's really nice. and It's a lot less busy than I would expect it to be. They said that it was like, oh, yeah, Tuesday is one of the most busy days. It might get busy after we leave. Bye. Thanks for coming. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. We're there from, from 6 to 10. 6 to 9 at Honeymoon and 6 to 10 at Boca. So if you can make it out, you know, we bring some of our games. We have a uh, traveling library. We we don't bring the many. entire thing to either one event. <laughs> that would be way too much to I did bring. not realize how many games we had in the traveling library until they were in my car. Yes, until I had to transport them, and I was like, oh, Johnny, this is way too this much. This is a lot of games. This is way too much. And we still have more, like, a lot of them. Yep. Yes. How do you transport all those games? And his <laughs> mother's SUV. Yeah. <laughs> um, because neither one of us have a vehicle big enough for all of them, so. I'm trying to convince her to sell it to me. Two years ago, two years ago, they said they were going to sell it to me. They also said they were going to buy a houseboat, and then I was going to be able to have board game cruises on the houseboat. <laughs> So I really want to do. I think it's an absurd idea. BYOB, BYOBG board game cruise. But yeah, we, we have, um, we're in the process of getting like the big like utility tubs that have wheels on them so that they're easy to bring into. And then we have um, like the shelves that break down that mm -hmm. we'll be able to set up. We have two sets of them. We're going to get a third set. And yeah, <laughs> eventually, um, I think yes. we might eventually do like a, we could do a Patreon, a, yeah. a Patreon, but our thing is we don't, a month. we don't want to, we didn't want to start a podcast. Yeah, I don't want to sell then, out immediately. Yeah, we didn't want to start a podcast and then start asking people for money. Um, here's a secret that I don't even know if Johnny knows. Um, technically, the Patreon is already set up. I just haven't told anybody. <laughs> yeah, we just didn't want to start asking people for money. So for a few years, I think we're just going to bankroll and bankroll it ourselves. Um, and most of the games that we have in our library have been donated by publishers. A lot of smaller board game publishers are very receptive to the idea of, you know, if you play a game at someone else's event and you really like it, you're going to go out and buy it. Mm -hmm. So some of the bigger companies, I guess, don't. Like Asmodee is the biggest board game company. Conglomerate. They are. They, they have been buying up other companies left and right, but they, they don't care. They're not going to give us things. They don't need us to make money for them. But some of the smaller publishers are like, oh, that's great. You know, we'll give you a couple demo copies and, you know, you can take them to conventions and people will play them and like them and then they'll want to buy them. And, yeah, so uh, the companies that we've contacted have been extremely yes. generous. Yes. And we are going to have a list on our website really soon thanking all of those companies that have donated. And we did tag a lot of them on our Facebook already and thanked them and told people to go like their pages and say, hey, thanks for... Sending games. Yes, and please buy their games. Yes, yes. <laughs> if you play something and you, and you like, like it, it, go buy their I games. I mean, unless, like, you're friends with the Cathros and they have every game, or if you're friends with me and I have every game. Right, Then right. I can forgive you for not buying copies of your own. <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, Don't rush out and buy Cthulhu Wars just because I said I liked it. But, yeah, um, the companies have been really, really generous. Um, we've had a lot of companies just immediately say... Yeah, great. We'll send. And we've had companies not tell us. What, what do you What do you want? We'll send you stuff. Yeah, and we've had companies that didn't even respond to our email, and then all of a sudden we had a box. Stuff just appeared. <laughs> yeah, 
So uh, there's a package, Johnny. There's a package here. Like you said, you said that you liked Flux. We had a box of stuff from Looney Labs show up. Just appeared, like two different versions of Flux, uh, Chrononauts. Are you the traitor? And some other game that they make. I uh, can't remember right now. Just appeared. So I mean, smaller companies are very receptive to helping out conventions and stuff like that. It's really cool. Yeah. So. Yeah. So if you really haven't. Lucky. Go check out the board game room. There's actually two groups here. Um, one of them is us, obviously, because I've told you that. Uh, and the other, <laughs> the other one, it's uh, what is it? Big game table? Is that is that uh, actually great? Big, table, great, big Yes. Um, his name is Jim Jones, but not not that Jim Jones. Yes, yes. So they, there's a game night at a church, which we probably should start going to. But we should. I've been on their email list for like three years. And I we just should. haven't ever had. We have a chance overextended to get over there. ourselves the last like couple of months. <laughs> um, we've kind of we've been trying to grow our podcast and maybe overextended ourselves a little bit. But I think things are going to start slowing down. Um, once our extra life. Um, yeah, we were talking about events that we have coming up. We're yes, going to be at yes. Tricon in two weeks with our board game library. Um, so we'll be there. If you're, we're going to have gonna that. We're going to have play and wins. So if you like board games, you will be able to play the game and then go into a drawing to win that game. We're so essentially, have, I mean, not every game that we are bringing, yeah. but there's going to be a specific set of them where you'll play the game. You'll write your name down on a little card. We'll put it in for a drawing, and you can walk away with that very copy of the game that you played. Yep. We're also going to have an event called Fancy Gaming. So there's going to be maids there doing, like, tea and cakes. Uh, the Maid Cafe. Yep. I don't, they're over there somewhere. They're going to be doing the teas and cakes and stuff for us. So that's going to be really fun. And both uh, Great Big Table is going to be doing an Extra Life event in October. And then in November, we're also going to be doing an Extra Life event, which is uh, a charity event that raises money for Riley Children's Hospital. Well, it's the Children's Hospital, like... Yeah, it's the, the whole children's thing. Marino. But we picked Riley. Ours is going to be Riley, <laughs> and so is theirs. Because if you're in Indiana, there's not really right. Yeah, so not I believe theirs choices, is going to be fun. at St. Peter's. St. Peter's Church on Darmstadt, right on First Avenue. And that's October twentieth. Okay. And we'll put a, we'll, you know, if you're listening to this at home, if you couldn't come and you're local, we'll put a link to their website yep. about that. In and then the ours notes. is going to be at the VFW on the west side on. Uh, November 4th and 5th. Yes. So ours is 24 hours straight. Theirs is yes. 24 hours over the whole weekend. So the, the point is you do 24 hours of gaming. doesn't yep. matter what kind of gaming. You can sit there and play on your phone for 24 hours as long as somehow you're raising money for yeah. children. It <laughs> yes, it did. It, it did. It started as just playing video games for 24 hours, which is very dangerous. Please take a break and take a nap. Don't do that. Yeah. Um, we will we will take shifts um, where we, we will definitely take a nap. I think, I think John has disaster. said he will help us. In fact, we have a bunch of our friends that are going to be helping us. Um, we will definitely take a nap at some point. This could be the worst idea I've ever had. I don't know. We'll find yeah. out. Yeah. So um, definitely we're going to be wrapping up here in a few we've minutes. Got a, we've got a few more minutes, though. Um, does anybody have any question, other questions about board games, podcasts, We don't food? have a recipe for this because it's not really an episode. We don't. Um, what kind of food do you guys like to eat whenever you play board games? Anything? Troy, what was that? What was that face? Do you have a response? Cheetos. You have Are something you to share Cheetos? with the rest of the class? The bestest thing you could ever eat. Yeah. I don't know what it would be. Cheetos. Cheetos. Cheetos, yeah, Cheetos are pretty bad. Cheetos are Okay. 
chips and salsa. That that works as long as you keep them. Well, so you keep the salsa not like near the board game. The yeah, yeah. Oh. Oh, Ooh, that sounds bread. really good. Just <laughs> <laughs> like bowls of spaghetti and <laughs> you know regular food. <laughs> so even though there is a pizza in our logo, I am opposed to the idea of eating pizza while you're gaming. Now, if you're taking a break from gaming to eat pizza, absolutely. Which but, we have absolutely done. Yeah, don't try to eat and play at the same time. So Comments very back greasy. there, Troy. Troy, yeah, you wanna, you should get something else to share with the rest of the class, Troy. I didn't call you out earlier, but now I'm calling you out. <laughs> um, with all this equipment. Wait about six minutes, and then and then you've got a deal. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, especially if it's not yours, yes. If it's your game and you want to put your pizza hands all over it, that's none of my business. Right. But if it's somebody else's game, don't put your pizza hands on their game. Come on. Especially, so for those of you aren't with not familiar with the term, term pizza. Turf. With the term sleeving, if the game is there, you can get sleeves, yes, like little, plastic little sleeves plastic. that go over the cards. If the game does not have those, definitely don't put your greasy fingers on I mean, all even if it does. Yeah, even if it does. Like, be be conscious of taking care of somebody else's game. Plus, I just like saying pizza hands. Pizza hands. <laughs> because games, games aren't cheap, and sometimes games go out of print, and you can't. If you mess up somebody's game, you can't go, oh, I'm really sorry, I'll go out and buy another one. Because some of these games, you can't, you can't. buy them anymore. So. I would definitely <laughs> right. say right. no no pizza hands anywhere near a Kickstarter copy of a game, yes. Yeah. Um, so Kickstarter, let's talk about Kickstarter for a second. It's a crowdfunding website. So you say, I have, a, I have an idea for a game, but... The, these people in China that are printing it for me told me I need $20,000. I don't have $20,000. But you guys, if each of you gives me a little bit, we could put it all and send it to China in five minutes. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Tara. Um, so you can, you know, pool all the money and then send that money to China, print your game, and then, uh, oh, as a thank you, I'm going to give you a copy of the game. It's not a store, but it's most people use it as a pre-order system. But to, like, sweeten the deal... Why would I give you my money now when I could just wait a year and pay 20% less to buy it at a store? Ah, we've got exclusive content you can't get at the store. We have these new figures that add new content to the game or a promo card that you can only get from us here at Kickstarter. And that's why I buy all my games on Kickstarter. <laughs> if I'm buying a game, I want all of it. It's a, I think I might have an undiagnosed mental illness. Think? I don't have all of it now. I missed I missed their most recent Kickstarter. But see, here's the clincher with Kickstarter is sometimes you can go to something like, you know, we were talking earlier about Gen Con. I just bought two Kickstarter editions of games at Gen Con that I didn't back on yes. Kickstarter. Yes. So sometimes they have extras. I spent a lot of money on those. <laughs> There are a couple happens. games that were supposed to ship in like 2014. It's 
And that's a chance you take with backing yeah. things on Kickstarter. There's like some games that I'm never getting. Yeah, sometimes you just never get them. And that is, that is it's a drawback with Kickstarter. It doesn't it happen as often as you would think, but it happens. So, anyway, uh, I want to yeah, thank we, we everybody We got the warning, so we're going to wrap it up here. And um, for those of you that haven't listened to us, we have like a little sign-off. That, uh, oh, we should make them do it. So okay, I'm going to stand up. I'm going to stand up out of the camera. So, well, I'm going to get in the camera. Okay. Okay, can you all read the shirt? Can everybody read the shirt? Okay. So you guys are so all going to have to say this. You can, and then you just read the shirt. You guys are going to read the shirt back to okay. us, okay? So until next time, you, you can. can. Oh, that was awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. Thanks, guys. Thank you, guys. See you later. And please, if you're not doing anything right now, come play some board games with us. Yep. Eat Chit and Dice is a production of Swin Media and is distributed under a Creative Commons license. Attribution, non-commercial, share alike, 4.0 international.